Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker betting show. This is your fifth and final Glorious Goodwood preview. And this is day five, the Saturday of Goodwood. I'm your host, George Ellick, and I'm joined by just one guest. We've lost Rory Delaghi, but the good news is, is we've kept hold of Odds Checker's very own tipster, Andy Holding. Andy, great to have you here. Just the two of us today, but looking forward to a cracking day's racing on Saturday. Certainly am, yeah. I'll do my best to uh, fill the um, sozable um, shoes of Rory. Um, and um, I think we tended to agree on the Friday as well. So um, we were kind of like dovetailed into one anyway, weren't we? Mm. Quite a few yeah. of our horses we fancied. Yeah, exactly. We're recording this at one o'clock on, on uh, Thursday. So if you haven't watched day four yet, Friday, and day four racing hasn't happened yet, you can find the podcast on any podcast provider, the Odds Checker Betting Show and the Odds Checker YouTube channel. Subscribe there and you can find the content there because you and Rory both found some bets you were quite excited about, it's fair to say. So hopefully, if you're watching this after, that's the case. Uh, they still look as smart as they they sounded just now when we, when we were recording. Before we get into uh, the races themselves, just going to point the listener and the viewer as ever in the direction of the Odds Checker app for the last time this week. Um, yeah, do download the app so you can get the best place terms, bookie offers, free bets, uh, and the best prices, most importantly, and also the best tipsters and these tips straight to the app at around 9am every morning and we've done enough small talk before the podcast this week Andy uh, so let's get straight into the action and we're going to preview I mean this is as I say recording this early on Thursday afternoon so the market's kind of reforming so we can't go through the races chronologically as we wanted to but we are going to start with the uh, the Thames materials handicap I think it's the seven furlong opener at 120 on Saturday where we've got uh, Quintilus is the seven or two favorite head of spirit of Bermuda at nine to two, uh, Masters Offany thirteen to two, Dark Shift seven to one, uh, Ferrasi Lane, Just Frank and Udalali all ten to one, fourteen to one bar. And just then off air, Andy said this wasn't necessarily a race that had you particularly exciting from a punting perspective. No, normally um, with most of the races I look at, there's there's always a couple that jump out the page at me, um, and um, this is not uh, one of those races. Um, I think Sperry Bermuda is going to be the right favourite because she comes in in cracking good form. She's won over the track as well. I think she won on debut here. Um, so she ticks quite a lot of boxes. But with with her, she's very much ground dependent. The last two wins have been on good to firm ground. And at time of recording, it's still good to soften. As, as I said in the um, podcast for, um, for tomorrow, there's an appreciable amount of rain due to fall Thursday night into Friday morning. And that will obviously determine what the going will be come Saturday. Um, so it's very difficult to predict any anyway what that ground will be like on race one, and, and particularly when I haven't got a strong opinion on it, and the favourite one's good to firm, I, I'd probably just uh, give that a body swerve. So swerving the first race, so we'll get straight into the third race of the day, which is our next one that we're going to be previewing, and this is the summer handicap. Hopefully Andy can be a bit more bullish with his thoughts here over mile six and we've got uh, Nuit Saint-Georges is the five to one favourite head of my Frank at six to one. Win o'clock eight to one. Our day is ten to one with Bodyline, Prince Alex, Urban Artist, Future Investment on and on to victory. Fourteen to one bar and be coming to you here for your thoughts on the summer handicap. Yeah, Nuit Saint-Georges has been a revelation um, for David Marnoussier. He's been one of those horses that's improved Really, in the, in the last sort of 12 months, and he's won his last two starts in really tidy fashion. He clocked a big number when he won here two starts ago, um, fending off a good feel from the front. And then he employed the similar tactics next time out at um, 
Salisbury, uh, similar tra- track, switchback track, got a breather at the top bend and, and kicked and, and never looked like getting caught. Uh, there was a horse called Master Millionaire that day, trained by Emily Vellard, won in a fast time at the course and over the course and distance at the wheelchair venue. Uh, well beaten that day, was sent off six to four five, and that couldn't lay a glove on this horse. So I, I think he's the, he's definitely the one to beat. And he's he's bound to go from the front, so you know what you're going to get with him. Um, of the rest, um, the ground is very important to a horse I quite like, a horse called Adeyi, trained mm. by Simon Ed Crisford. Um, he beat um, a, a nice horse of um, Dave Simcox at Newmarket three runs ago, who's won since. Rodrigo last- Diaz. Rodrigo Diaz, yes. A decent assist there from you, George. Thank you. And then he ran at, <laughs> and then he ran at Royal Ascot. And although, albeit he coped with the ground heavy on the day when he was fifth behind Quickthorn, I genuinely got the feeling he didn't really enjoy it. Um, they then dropped him back down in trip at um, York for the John Smiths because it was a big pot. And he just got into a whole ball track position. He got a terrible draw. He turned in probably with only one or two behind him, but he charged home up the far side of the track to finish never near a seventh. And he got beat four lengths. And he went into my notebook as a horse perhaps that would do well if, if they perhaps um, um, ran him in the e-ball because obviously mm. he's run well over the track. Whether he'll get into the e-ball off a mark of 100, only time will tell. Uh, but he's coming here with a view to trying the trip for the first time. If he, if he was to run well and win this race, then I think he would get into the e-ball. Um, but he's an interesting runner a day. I think he's got a bucket load of talent and, and you can definitely scratch his last two runs on account of ground and, and trip and and just track position last time out. So his form figures are 5.7. He's probably better than that. So at the prices, I'd probably be prepared to roll the dice with him because I think he's got a touch of class and he's unexposed. I'd say 10 to 1 best price with Paddy Power and Betfair Sportsbook, who are both four places as it stands. You can get five places, 9 to 1 with Skybet. And recent George, the other one, a positive mention from Andy, who's 5 to 1 with most firms. Uh, on then to the Lily Langtree, where wonderful tonight is the four to five favourite ahead of Alba Flora at 11 to two. 10 to one, Believe in Love, Divinely and Tribal Craft, both 14 to one, Golden Pass 16s, Cabaletta 20 to one, 22 to one, both uh, Tracia and Makawi. Uh, and the four to five about wonderful tonight, does that look like a price you're happy to side with or are you looking to get against uh, wonderful tonight in some way? Um, no, it's probably a race I'd probably quite happily just watch and enjoy and sit back and hopefully appreciate the um, the talent that is wonderful tonight because for my money, she's probably one of the most improved horses in training. Mm. David Marnusi has done a fantastic job with her. I think he knows what he's got. I think he's very um, protective of her um, in the sense he didn't run her in the King George. He only wants to run her when conditions are in her favour. I don't think he needs to um, be... Um, running aware he shouldn't be and luckily for him he's going to have some cutting the ground by the looks of it given the forecast come Thursday evening into Friday which is uh, un- under those conditions she's hardly ever been beaten she was very good when she won the group one uh, at Longchamp last season San- ran it off the season by winning the Phillies, Phillies and Mares race at um, Ascot on, on Kipco Champions Day and then, considering she wasn't 100% fit, according to um, all reports, and listening to David Marnusi's uh, post-race um, interview, 
the way that she won um, the Hardwick Stakes of Royal Ascot was, was something to behold because she was very keen mm. and fresh early on and yet she still had the qualities to beat a high-class field in a very fast time. And if you look at the, the way the race has panned out subsequently, it suggests that she probably put in very very close to a career high. She you know she beat Hookham in third, who's won since. Um, Alba Flora, of course, of course went, went in there off the back of a good course and distance victory. Japan was six, has won since. Sir Ron Priestley's won since, the seventh horse. Um, so it's a high-class piece of form. Um, and... You know, David Marnissia trains down the road, so with regard to suitability to get into the track, she hasn't got to travel too far. So I, mm. I, I just can't see her getting beat. For those that like to play at four to five and are, uh, in inverted commas, heavy hitters, I think I think this is the one for you Saturday, and I, can't, I can't, just can't find another bet in the race. Easy as that. Four to five, wonderful tonight. Maybe a shade of value. Uh, nothing to get too excited about, but can't find anything to beat it. Uh, we're going to be rattling through the, the day's racing at this uh, rate. And the next race we're going to be covering is the Stewards Cup. Plenty to get our teeth <coughs> into here. Uh, and we've got, um, yeah, Fresh is the 8-1 to one favourite ahead of Hurricane Ivor at 9-1. to one. Uh, Comanche Falls 14-1 to one, uh, with Eshtilab and Chief of Chiefs and Chill Chill as well. Bielsa 16-1 to one with Miras, Atlantis Boy, and uh, Zarzini and Summerhand as well, and Punchbowl Flyer, I should say, 20 to 1 bar. Plenty of familiar old stalwarts here in the Stewards Cup, Andy. Uh, how do you see it going? Well, having put up fresh uh, to win the um, Wokingham at uh, Ascot, of course, similar race to this, um, I'm, I'm, hap- I'm, I'm obviously drawn in like a moth to a light bulb here with, with fresh again. Um, James Fanchel's won this race before with a similar type, lightly raced, improving. Um, handicapper and um, given the uh, comparative times for the Wokingham alongside the Golden Jubilee that handicap worked out almost pretty pretty much like for like so Fresh has obviously run to a, a pretty high standard at least up to pattern class i.e. listed or group three therefore off a mark of 99 theoretically still well treated thought Rohan who beat him that day ran a very good race on unsuitable ground in the July Cup so there's nothing wrong with the form the draw has only just come through because it was a balloted draw. Um, mm. Sorry, a race where they chose rather than a balloted draw. I think he's. I think he's been drawn, or the, the the connections have picked right down the middle in stall fifteen or sixteen, which could mean that um, Kieran Schumacher to go either side, depending on which way he sees fit. Uh, but either way, I think Fresh has definitely got the the strongest form claims. Um, and if the price is right enough on the day and holds up, I'd I'd be half interested in, in going with him again because I think. He's still got more to come. And the other one to be interested in, only if the ground dried out, would be Great Ambassador, who would definitely need nothing worse than good. I think it was good to soft. He, he, his chances would decrease but um, because it's difficult to predict what the ground's going to be like. But he was he's a very talented horse. He didn't get the race run to suit last time out at Newmarket. But prior to that, he clocked a big number when winning at Kempton. But he's very much been laid out for this race by Ed Walker. Uh, and he's sort of twenty to one with with William mm. Butte books. I think I think that could be slightly overpriced, but only if conditions were good or or quicker on the day would he be a possibility from from myself. Yeah, great ambassador twenty to one with Bet Victor and Bet Fred at the moment, but fresh getting the most positive uh, right up there from Andy eight to one with Bet three six five best price at the moment. Um, we can't cover the stewards cap. 
um, consolation race in much detail because prices aren't out. But Andy, anything in there that you, that's the 155, the second yep. race of the day, anything in there that you, you want to just, just uh, kind of flag up at this stage? Yeah, I'll flag up um, uh, Treacherous, who, who won this race last year uh, for, for Ed Giles. He's got an amazing record at Goodwood, this horse. Um, and he'd won there early on in the season, and he? he beat um, the uh, the lamplighter, and of course he went back and repeated the dose um, a couple of months later. His season this year has been a little bit staccato, albeit he did run well two runs ago at Doncaster. Um, Lincolnfield didn't pan out for him too much last time out, but that was on the old weather. But back on turf, back at his his beloved Goodwood, um, again another one that's drawn right down the middle. Um, which gives Ross Ryan uh, options. I, I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd be keen to have a look at him if he was uh, a suitable price come Saturday. Price is just out. What would uh, you be hoping for for Treacherous? Hills have well, just think, come out. I think in his current form, he'd probably be 14, 16 to one. No, oh, in the right game, Andy. 16 to one. Bang on. Okay. Happy with that? Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's a price that I was sort of predicting he would be. So. Um, of course, we're all greedy and we want a bit more, but I think that's about the right price <laughs> for, for, the, for the way he's running. But I think um, on top of on top of that, you've got to factor in he's such a Goodwood specialist, so he, he's slightly on 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 the on the big side, given his track track form. Well, yeah, treacherous sixteen to one to pick for Andy uh, in the one fifty five. That is the Unibet Stewards Sprint Handicap, the consolation prize for the Stewards Stewards Cup. Just two more races on the card and no prices, Andy, in this very slim down preview of the Saturday racing, given that it's just you and I chatting and, and the prices themselves are all pretty pretty fresh out. Um, we've got the Maiden, um, where only a couple have run before, I think, um, a couple with, with some credit. And then the last race of the day uh, is the um, Signature Apprentice Handicap. So maybe not two of the best races to preview <laughs> in detail, but, but anything you can just point out to the viewers and listeners here. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd um, suggest that HMS President um, could be worth a look in, in the Apprentice Handicap, written by Georgia Doby, who, who rode this horse last time at Windsor. But that Windsor third uh, behind Strawberry Walk has worked out incredibly well. Uh, obviously, I'm a, I'm a time figure man, and I've, I've been keen to get with the form. If you remember, I put up Alfred Boucher mm. um, of Henry Candy's out of that race at Ascot last week, who duly obliged, and HMS President was only just behind Henry Candy's charge. Uh, we've also seen the fifth horse, Dark Jedi, win out of that race as well. So it has begun to work out as well as the time figure suggested it might. Um, obviously, if Johnson Horton um, likes winners at this meet, and as does the owner, Henry Ponsonby. Uh, cheap pieces on for the first time. Again, I'll be, looking, I'll be sniffing around for prices about that one um, come Saturday. HMS president there, the one to look out for in the 4.45, the final race of Glorious Goodwood. And that brings us to a close for our preview as well. So thank you very much to Andy for joining me today. Andy, hopefully you're rewarded with some winners um, over the course of Friday and Saturday. If you haven't watched Fridays yet, Rory Delaghi joined Andy and myself giving his thoughts too. So do go and check that out either on the Odds Checker YouTube page or as a podcast on the Odds Checker betting show uh, where you'll find it there. Um, fingers crossed we've given some winners. Do download the Odds Checker app. It's so important if you are backing these selections because it means you get the best prices for your bet. You can see the best place terms. If you're opening a new account, you'll get a, a free, some free bets or a bookie offer as well on top of that. And every morning, if you like what Andy's had to say, and of course you do, you'll find his tips every morning, 9 a.m. 
straight to the Odds Checker app as well. Fingers crossed for some winners. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back very soon with more preview content as well. Enjoy the racing and please make sure that you gamble responsibly. Mm-hmm.